G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Hello and welcome to The Punters, Mate. On Christmas Eve, it's come round again that time of the year where the big fella comes down the chimney. Looking forward to it. We've seen a great week of racing here in Queensland and the Summer Carnival is well on the way. And the man that finds all the winners for the Summer Carnival and is the star of the show on The Punters, Mate, Chris Nelson. Chris, it's been a big week. It has been a big week. Sam, I think you're getting a bit carried away with both of those comments, but it is Christmas and uh, people do make big comments at Christmas time, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a massive weekend of racing at Doom, but on Boxing Day, of course, we've got other meetings around the place as well, but uh, we get to see Cool and Gatter on Sunday at Doombin in the uh, in the BJ McLaughlin uh Dollar thirty chance, Sam. What do you think? Uh, wow. Is she a dollar thirty chance? Wow, we well, it's um, you know sometimes you think do these horses get a bit of hype about them mm. and and you know everybody's talking about it. it, it should she be that short? Um, uh, but look, she's uh, yeah, she's a serious talent and and uh, she's with the right team, isn't she? So it um, yeah, exciting times. It's it's. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very short. It's very short for a filly that's had one start. I mean, she did look really good. She sat three wide in that race in Sydney, and she put them away in the straight. And then she came out and won a trial against the older horses uh, going back a few weeks ago. So she's done everything right. I t- I'm really keen to see. And we'll probably talk about this later on. Uh, Swiss Exile. Wow, I got an opinion. So I know you have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just got an opinion of this one. And you talk about being in the right hands. I mean, Annabelle Neesham's flying at the moment, so. Yeah, no harm there as well. So can't wait to see that race on Sunday. Just hope the weather does the right thing, Sam. It's uh, not too good up here at the moment. Yeah, we have a bit of rain about uh, overnight, and uh, we've got Ipswich on today, Albion Park, uh, Trutz, Capalabar, Greyhounds. You've been to Capalabar? Oh, Sam, don't. Have you been to (laughs) Capalabar? Don't. Boxing Day, we've got (laughs) Doobin races, uh, uh, Gold Coast, Aquas Park, Warwick, and Mareeba. And the Albion Park Dogs. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a big day, Boxing Day, and obviously right around the country. There's, uh, it's always a good day of racing, isn't there, with uh, feature races down south. And, and uh, But we've got a great card up here at Doombin. We have. Now, do you remember last week we spoke to Graham Hall? I do. Uh, spotted I Elk do. was going down south for the big race, the Phoenix at the Meadows. Well, uh, I don't know if you caught that race, but Spotted Elk went straight to the front and down the back straight. I think Graham would have been thinking, hang on, 750,000 is going to jump in here. Unfortunately, got caught by, I think it was Well, She's Fast, uh, ran home uh, over the top of Spotted Elk, but uh, they still ran second, $100,000 prize money. Uh, we spoke to um, Graham on Bensley on Monday morning. He was driving back from uh, from Melbourne. He'd just got over the border back into Queensland. He was a very happy chappy. Yeah, I bet he was. I mean, uh, just ran an absolute beauty, and uh, uh, you could tell that uh, there was there was a bit of confidence in it his was. in his tone, wasn't there last week? You know, yeah. he was uh, he was really happy with but uh, with how how his dog was going to run, and uh, great that it went out and ran a super race. And also on Sunday, we had the uh, the national straight track uh, straight track title. That's a tricky one. <laughs> After a, that would be pretty tough about the five o'clock tomorrow afternoon, I reckon. Anyway, in the straight 
track title. Uh, it was a victory again to Queensland with uh, Laurie Metyard and Noel Moon winning that race with Deck 52. And that was, of course, at Capella Bar last Sunday afternoon, a place that we eventually will get to. Now, Chris, uh, what's on for Christmas? I haven't got, well, as you know, Sam, I haven't got a lot of family up here. In yep. fact, I haven't got any family up here <laughs> except for the ones I live with. So uh, it's just going to be a, a quiet uh, day, a bit of seafood, a few drinks, and uh, we'll just take it uh, as it comes. And uh, I might go and see a couple of people up the road in the afternoon. That, that's about it for me. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm just going around to uh, Steve Days for uh, Nathan Grubby Days' uh, older brother. Yep. So he's just uh, not far away, a couple of, couple of uh, suburbs away, so we're going to spend the day there. Loads of kids, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be all good you can fun. Walk so there, looking forward to it. Or walk uh, we can't we can't walk there, but um, anyway, I think I don't know. I don't know. I think Nickers is going to be nominated driver. Oh yeah, the wife I, always gets that gig. I, I, I don't. I just haven't informed her that that's how it's going. My go, wife but... doesn't drink. I've got <laughs> oh, a ready-made designated driver. How lucky am I? Absolutely laughing. So. We're going to be able to fill our pockets on Boxing Day, though. After we've had, uh, we've had a big spend up in in recent weeks, haven't yeah, we? In preparation have. for Christmas, and uh, yeah, this card, this card at uh, Doomben looks a beauty, doesn't it? It certainly does. And looking forward to uh, to racing on Boxing Day. Now, three highlights from last week, Chris. Well. Number one goes to Sam Collett, and we're going to speak to Sam after the 8.30 news, and I'm looking forward to that because she's been toiling away there at the uh, Provincials, riding the winners, but she finally got to town on Saturday to ride a double. Uh, Dovetail, Diva, and Tears of Love uh, was her double, and she was a bit stiff with Tamerlade not to make it three wins. That horse was – we'll ask her about it later on, but just missed the start a little bit and then flashed home late, Tamerlade. So that's number one. Number two and number three are pretty close. They were very good performances. Uh, the win of Gypsy Goddess, I thought, in the Grand Prix was good. I mean, she didn't beat a lot, but she just cruised to them, didn't she? Yeah. You wanted your whole house on her at about the 300-metre mark, and, and she strode away. So what do you think, Sam? She's um, they're looking at an ATC Oaks, and maybe if she does well there, come back to Brisbane. Why not? It's You know, I think the way she just relaxed beautifully in the run and just travelled so well and – you know that's half the battle. Um, you get when you get out to a trip, you you want your horse to just get in a good rhythm and and uh, you know obviously they'll be strong at the end if they, if they get it sweet for that first half or three parts. Well, all the way through the run, you wanted to yeah. be with her, didn't you? You were just like, this is absolutely bolting. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and uh, yeah, just just uh, you know, you you love to see stayers go like that, and yeah, she's. Uh, she is a beauty. Yeah, when she came around the t- uh, turn, Steph Thornton was basically just swinging on her. So she goes for a break and hopefully gets to the Oaks in Sydney. Number three, Mimi Lagarde. Very good win, considering he hadn't run for four weeks, I think it was. Had the setback before the mode, had an abscess. Uh, Trent Edmonds told us uh, last week that he wasn't worried at all, thought she'd run really well, taken no harm and... There she was, flying down the outside, knocking them all over. Well, I said to you after the show, didn't I, talking about confidence, uh, you know, he, he when he spoke about that horse, uh, you just knew that he, he he knew that there was plenty there with yeah. this horse. And uh, it was no surprise to, to see it go out and win like it did. And, and you know, I think I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Trent filled the pockets, that's for sure. 
Well, he was uh, on a plane to Melbourne a couple of days later. Look, in, uh, in normal times, he might have been on a plane to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but look, he was confident, as you say. And look, four weeks between runs. I think they're not sure whether she'll run again, but she obviously goes to the uh, three-year-old's Magic Millions and she's got to take improvement. Yeah. I know she'll face some pretty stiff interstate opposition, but... Can't knock her. Yeah. And these races at the Magic Millions, they're really, um, you know, they're really starting to take shape now, aren't they? You know, we're, we're a couple of weeks in with the summer carnival and sort of going, gee, this horse can go there. This horse is going to be well suited to this. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the two-year-olds, we've spoken about the McLaughlin. We'll have other races New Year's Day uh, next Saturday. But next Saturday, we see the Vaux Rogue, which is the main or the final lead up to the, uh, the three-year-old Magic Millions. And that'll be very important as well. So... Yeah, it's uh, getting to the pointy end now, Sam, and uh, we just need this weather to do the right thing. We never, ever have a Magic Millions Day that's wet, so we're probably due. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, there's they're, they're saying, that's the talk, isn't it, that uh, we're sort of in for a really wet summer, and, and yeah. it's it sort of hasn't hit us as yet, but uh, I guess if the last couple of, the last 24 hours is anything to go by uh, for this next week, uh Hopefully it uh, just tones it down a little bit. It's going to be uh, hit or miss. I mean, you can be somewhere and cop 50 mils, and you can be somewhere else five minutes away and cop absolutely nothing. So we'll have to see how we go anyway. Okay. Well, we're going to have a chat to uh, Bill Reid. We are. Looking forward to this. Bill. Yeah, that's uh, it's really uh, interesting. And the the... The new race that's that's coming on board uh, there at the, at the Rocky Amateurs, and uh, yeah, Bill is uh, Bill's the chairman. He's the chairman, and and it's got you know I was up early this morning actually reading about uh, the the Rocky Amateurs. It's got a really good history about it, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. I mean, Bill can probably give us more information about that when he comes on after the break. Uh, we'll have a chat to him about it. If the if you don't know, it's a, it's a new race. It's called the Archer, and it's a slot type race like the Everest. Uh, $35,000 a slot, and it'll be running in May of next year. But uh, Bill can fill us in after the break on everything about the Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Welcome back to The Punters, Mate, on this Christmas Eve. And uh, I tell you what, there's plenty of prizes uh, to be won uh, with this new race day at the Rocky Amateurs uh, race day, which is uh, they've just had their the Archer launch luncheon uh, just recently at the start of December, Chris, and uh, yeah. gee, it's it's pretty exciting times for for up there at Rocky. Did you get an invite to that, Sam? Because I no, can't I'd, find mine anywhere. But. I, I I didn't, but uh, I tell you what, I'll, I'll be looking forward to uh, this this new race. Uh, that's for sure. It's going to create a lot of interest, isn't it? It certainly is. It's the uh, it's the Archer. And it's kicking off uh, next year. It's on uh, May the 7th. And we're going to have a chat to Bill Reid, who is the chairman of Rocky Amateurs. Bill, good morning to you. Good morning, boys. How are you both? Very, very well. And yourself? Yeah, I'm great. It's um, Yeah, for Christmas Eve, it's a big day in the hotel world. It's um, our biggest retail day of the year, so we're gearing up for that. Bill, you've got uh, the Capricorn Hotel at Yapoon. And uh, so you're open Christmas Day? No, we don't. It's our one day of the year we have all fit and good Friday, so um, it's a great chance to put your feet up for the day and just, just relax for a change. So looking forward to that tomorrow, but um, we've got to get through today first. There'll be plenty about today having a jar. Yeah, no, it's always a great day, Christmas Eve, and, um, you know, we're fully staffed and we, we all have a bit of bed during the day. It's a long day, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Bill, 
Bill, I, I, I was uh, just saying before that I got up this morning and was reading uh, reading on the on the website about the uh, Rocky Amateurs, and there's a great history to it overall, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we um, we uh, turned 100 years old last year. We had our centenary year. Um, it was a little bit hard to celebrate because of the COVID situation, and also every three years Rockhampton has the uh, wonderful event, Beef Australia. So because we finished the same week as Beef Australia, um, it was just a bit hard to sort of put our hundred years uh, centenary out there. But uh, we still we still went to a lot of trouble on the day, and uh, we had different activities and a few um, a few promos to sort of celebrate it. But um, yeah, but it's a, it was a great stepping a hundred years is a it's a big achievement. Bill, is the Rocky Rocky Amateurs is it one day or do you have multiple days of racing per year? No, only one day. Um, it originally started during show week in June in Rockhampton. It used to be a part of the, the big racing week in those days. But um, over the years, we, we went to October, and we had two days in October at one stage. And uh, and now we're back in May, which is a beautiful time of the year. And um, we sort of, we're probably the first um, meeting sort of leading into the Rockhampton Carnival and program. How, how exciting is this? $440,000 prize money uh, for the Archer. You must be wrapped. Yeah, we're um, we're over the moon and and absolutely blowing blown away by the um, the interest and the um, and the support and um, from both media and the racing fraternity down south. Um, when we put it on the table about three or four years ago, when it first came up, uh, one of our young committee men put it on the table, and I sort of said, "Oh, you know, and are we going to find twelve slot holders that are going to put up that sort of money?" and um, Anyway, um, we worked on it, and obviously there's a lot of legals involved. You know, there's some pretty heavy contracting to do, and and so we we and with COVID and that, we just sort of took our time and um and sort of made it official in May that we were going to do this, and started negotiations with Racing Queensland, who have been absolutely um 100% behind it and very passionate about it, and and, and have been very supportive. So, uh, in a nutshell, yeah, um. Uh, the race is worth 440000 next year. Um, we've already confirmed that it'll be half a million in 2023. Wow. Um, and we'll be moving up from there. So very much similar to the Everest in the way the slots are, are held for three years, um, except for the 12th slot, which we've changed that, and we uh, we have an auction every year. Um, and the first auction this year at our luncheon launch in uh, early this month made $50,000 for that slot, so it just shows the interest and sort of uh, the passion behind it. First prize is $275,000. That's correct. And um, it's two seventy-five. dollars um, You've got to remember that if a slot holder doesn't own the horse, he's obviously got to negotiate with the owners of the horse in what percentage goes where, exactly the same as the Everest. So, but even at 50%, you're still talking um, first, first prize money above a Group 3 race in Queensland and certainly well above a listed race. So... It's and you know as the prize money goes up and it will go up substantially over the next three or five years, um, it's going to become a very very big race. Yeah, twelve slots and as you said, that last one is is up for auction. Uh, at this stage, I believe, uh, sorry, thirty five thousand dollars a slot. At this stage, reading uh, online, looks like Max Whitby's got one. Is there any others taken at this stage? They're all taken. Oh. So um, wow. how, how those slots were, yeah. So I, I've just been incredibly blown away with it. So we invited nine people to become slot holders. Um, we didn't want it to be a Rockhampton event or even a Central Queensland event. We wanted it to be a state, if not national event. So we're very, very um, adamant that we 
we wanted people from North Queensland to be involved. We wanted people from South Queensland to be involved, um, and even in the state if we could. So um, we sent out nine invitations to potential slot holders, and you wouldn't believe it, but eight of them accepted. So we only had one knockback out of nine, so that was amazing. So um, so they were very easy to get. Um, to give everyone a shot at this and, and to keep the integrity, um, we balloted two two of those slots at our uh, at our launch luncheon this month, um, and we had eight eight participants in that ballot for two slots. Um, and then the last one, as I said, was auctioned. But the last one, that will be an auction every year. And, and the reason behind that is that it gives people every year an opportunity if they've, if they've turned up with a super horse either locally or down south that they can come along to the auction and, and purchase that slot. So it's, it's, and it makes a bit of excitement every year. And, um, yeah, I, we've been blown away with just how many people actually want slots. Now that the word's out, we even have people from Sydney still ringing up for slots. So, um, so, and if you look at the slot holders, I can't believe that we actually have two Everest slot holders holding slots in our race. So we have Aquas Farm at That's the Gold Coast, and we have Max Whitby. Yeah, I was going to say, is yeah, there any so, big names amongst and, them? Oh, there's plenty. And then we've got Tom Headley, I'm sure you've heard of, yes. up in Cairns. Yeah. Tom's taken a slot, the mad... The plumber, the publican, or whatever you'd like to call Tommy, oh, but he's, he's a great bloke. And that'll be the first he, race I've seen he, those colours where he hasn't got about seven in it. <laughs> <laughs> so he um, he was very keen when I rang him, and um, I think he was digging a hole at the moment, putting in a septic tank or something on one of his developments. But he's, um, you know, Tom always brings plenty of colour and character to the races, so we've never seen him in Rocky before, so it's going to be wonderful to have him down here. Um, We've got Mark McLean, which is Archer Park Racing. Um, Mark's a very big owner, as you boys are probably aware of, in Brisbane. Um, involved with a lot of the bigger trainers down there. Um, we, we on purpose, didn't approach the trainers. Um, we think that's the job of the slot holder to approach the trainers. You know, we, 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 we wanted sort of the smoke and mirrors of negotiating for horses and who's doing what and who's going to turn up with what, and, um, and that all creates the sort of excitement leading up to the day, you know, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just been amazing, the, the interest in this race, and, um, and as I said, Racing Queensland, they're just so excited about it themselves, uh, Roscoe's the chief programmer told me the other day that it's, it's just so exciting to have a club bring something, a new incentive to racing, and, and, um, something outside the square, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting, and, um, and, uh, quite daunting as well, because we're a volunteer committee, um, and, you know, we've, um, this is a very big step, but the whole idea of this race was to make us sustainable. Uh, amateur race clubs are struggling all over Australia. You know, they're, they're becoming a thing of the past and they're getting eaten up with costs. Mm. So we said, um, we've, we've always been a standalone club. We've never needed a, a handout or, or help. We've always been financially viable, but you know, looking at the future, we said we have to do something or we're just going to get eaten away like, like a lot of other little clubs. So yeah. And, uh, and we have a great relationship with the Rock Camp and Jockey Club up here. Um, you know, we, we rent the track off them for the day and, um, I've really, since I've been chairman, um, sort of one of my main agendas has been to sort of um, really strengthen that partnership with the Rockhampton Jockey Club. Um, it's silly sort of two clubs sort of going in different directions. And, um, yeah, so much so that uh, a couple of years ago we went in a joint partnership with them to renovate a grandstand over there, which is now called the Amateur Lounge, the top of that grandstand. So that's, a, that's sort of, I suppose something that's always going to be there if anything does happen to our club. So it's, it's yeah, it's really exciting for Rocky. Bill, this is, uh, obviously, it's, it's going to create uh, a real following um, like we see uh, with the big one down south. And uh, I guess what sort of, what sort of, um, day, what sort of crowd are you expecting to, to attract that day? I, I would imagine it's going to be a, a huge day for Rockhampton. 
and and surrounding towns. Yeah, well, we've sort of um, at the in our past meetings, we, we get about fifteen hundred through the gate. So, in our first running of this, I mean, we're budgeting to double that. Um, obviously, functions alone, all of a sudden, you know, already we've had people just the, the phones are going mad. Um, you know, wanting tables at functions, wanting um, so. I can't see why this won't end up as good as any other race day. Um, Caulfield Cup's the biggest day in Rockhampton, believe it or not. Not their Rocky Cup day uh, for crowds. They get about 4,000 people for the Caulfield Cup day. Um, I I would think we, within two years, we should be at those numbers. I, I can't see why we won't, just from the amount of interest. Um, you know, and it's probably one of those things that people are even going to travel to. I think I think we'll find people from the southwest and north travelling to this event because it's um, it, it, it is getting a lot of hype about it. So... You know, it's up to us now to build a carnival around that. The race itself, um, I mean, there's slot holders involved, but is it open to all horses? And did I read that it was wait for age? Yeah, it's a wait for age 1300. Uh, the 1300, the main reason for the 1300 is the best start in Rockhampton. Barriers are very little uh, consequences, especially when you've got 12 starters. Um, it's a beautiful run in from the 1300. They have about 600 metres before they start to turn, so it, it, it just gives every horse every chance. So that's that's why the race is 1300. Um, wait for age, obviously. Um, you know, if you're going to attract the, the better style of horse, um, yeah, you can't handicap them out, otherwise they won't be interested. So it's um, so, uh, and we're we're putting a minimum uh, benchmark of 85 on that race. So it's you're going to get a pretty good quality horse in that field. Yes. Yeah. Well, Bill, we wish you all the best. Great to chat to you. Merry Christmas. Have a have a great uh, Christmas New Year period. Sure, you're going to be flat out at the pub, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can't we can't wait for it. Uh, the Archer, it's going to be an absolute beauty, and uh, and I think uh, as you say. It, in years to come, it'll just get a real following, and uh, yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll, uh, you'll definitely uh, break the crowd numbers just with the first one. It's it's exciting times. All the best. Thanks very much, boys, and a very happy Christmas to all your listeners. And um, yeah, it's 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 very exciting, and and this race I think will be, you know, will be something that stands out in Queensland racing in the future. So yeah, very exciting. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, thanks, Bill. Bill. Appreciate it. Thank you, Sammy. Rockhampton uh, Racecourse. Have you been there? I have. I have I been. I want to go. Oh, on. I love that track. No, nah, it's good. Good track. Big long straight. I know. And, uh, 600 metres. Yeah, the beef capital of the world, isn't it? Yes. Or, of yes. Australia, yeah. should I say. No, yeah. Not the world. Well, if you ask them, they'll tell you it's the world. But... <laughs> I just coloured that up a bit. But yeah, it, uh, it, uh, yeah great town. And uh, actually spent a couple of nights there. It was, uh, it was really good fun. Is it um, a case of I spent a month there in one night or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's uh, but good, great racetrack, and and yeah, we often um, well, it's it's one of those tracks with a, with a straight like that gives everybody a chance. It does, it? but it's amazing. You can still see horses leading throughout. Yeah, uh, it happens quite often, and you can still see horses getting held up, which I can't work out, but it happens. <laughs> and a six hundred meter wide track, but it it does happen, but. Um, and you were speaking of uh, Nathan Grubby Day. He does a lot of riding there, I think, doesn't he? He does. He very well. He he, uh, he does. And I, and I tell you what, he doesn't uh, he doesn't mind uh, a few days at Yapoon. That's for sure. That's a where, good track too. Bills from and. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think he enjoys the beers more than uh, <laughs> than riding so much. <laughs> there's the tracks around there. There's, I mean, there's ones that we don't know a lot about. Home Hill's another one. That's yep. a bit. That's just on the. I think it's near Mackay. Home yep. Hill. Yeah, uh, that's a lovely track too. And uh, and you talk about Yapoon, and of course Rocky. And uh, yeah, there's some ripping tracks in those areas.
Right. Righto. Well, news time. We're going to take a break for the news and uh, come back on the other side. We're going to have a chat to uh, – we're going to have follow, fold and forgive, and we're going to have a chat to Sam Collett. Right. Looking forward to speaking to Sam. She's got a great personality. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters Mate on SEM. Welcome back to the Punters Mate. And it's one of our favourite parts of this show. Uh, the star of the show, Chris Nelson, yes. gives our follow, Sam. fold and forgive. Well, what have we got this week, Chris O? Sammy, it's... Uh, it's a time of the year where we need to be positive. Am I not going to come in here and be a dippy downer on Christmas Eve and give you all forgives and folds? So it's all follows. Three, all follows. Three follows this week. Now, the first one comes out of race number three last Saturday at Eagle Farm. The race won by Jetty, and the follow has to be Tamalade, who ran second. And uh, looking forward to speaking to Sam Collett shortly. She rode Tamalade. Unfortunately, the horse didn't jump all that well, got himself into an awkward spot. Couldn't get uh, a real good crack at him until uh, probably about a third of the way into the straight. But once he did, he really charged home. The margin was only 0.75 of a length, and the pace didn't suit him either. So good performance by Tamalade. And the key to this horse was that he was sort of getting shoved along most of the way, wasn't he? He was, you know, like, um, as you say, the tempo wasn't uh, crazy in that race yet. He was sort of back there with the head out and sort of half getting under the pump all the way. So, know? as a jockey, you would say he's looking for further. Oh, definitely. Thank you know, I, I, I watched, uh, I'd watched the replay this morning, the first two furlongs, and I'm going, gee, this horse wants further. You know, yeah. and and then look at the way he rounded the race off. I think he has one up to sixteen hundred. He won at Grafton, so. Next time around, 1,600 Tamalade. Cherry Soda, go back a race, race number two. Cherry Soda ran third to Dovetail Diva and Zucchina. This one might be close. I like the run prior to. Uh, this was $19 and just poked through along the fence late. It's only beaten one and three quarters. So Cherry Soda, one to uh, watch going forward. Not in any of the big races, but maybe a uh, provincial race. And, look, I've got the obvious in there too, and that was Mimi Lagarde. I mean, I just thought that win considering the break that she'd had, was very, very good. And, and she's busting to get to 1,400 metres now. Yeah, and as you say, we, as we spoke earlier, uh, Trent Edmonds, he's definitely got a really good opinion of that horse. And uh, he spoke glowingly about it last week. So important to listen to the punters, mate. It's the most important show to listen to all week, Sam. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Okay, freshen up your punting this summer with CrossBet, Australia's uh, freshest sports betting app. Download the CrossBet app today and gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We're going to have a chat to Scott Cross from CrossBet. We've got a big weekend of racing, Cross. Uh, Scott, should I say. You there, Scott? Hello, we lost Scott. We're going to have a chat about... Yeah, mate, Oh, we got you. You there, Scott? (laughs) I am, I am. Beautiful. Now, we're going to talk about uh, a few events going on over the uh, the Christmas period. Of course, the main one has to be the Boxing Day test. 
have the Aussies been uh, backed off the map? Yeah, look, the the, the Aussies are really short at a dollar forty-five. I mean. Marnus Labuschagne is seeing him like watermelons and Paddy Cummings returns. England has been priced at $6 and, and the draw is at $4.80. So wow. I think it is going to be a case again that, um, you know, rain is the only chance uh, for England and uh, I can just see Australia steamrolling them again. Yeah, it does look that way. They need the uh, the match to be played in Brisbane. I think it's the only time they'd ever get any rain through the, uh, through the break. Our NFL, the San Francisco 49ers are up against the Titans. It is. This is make or break for San Francisco. They are favourites at a dollar fifty-five. They currently sit third in their conference. Uh, for them to have any chance of getting a wild card into the playoffs, this really is make or break for them. At a dollar fifty-five for San Fran, the Titans they are already on top of their conference at two dollars forty-six. I'll take San Fran. However, I'm not even comfortable that they cover the line at three and a half. I'll take San Fran straight out. All right. Now a bit of racing. Of course, we've got the McLaughlin uh, as our main race on um, Sunday at uh, Dooman. But before we get to that, uh, as a part owner of Profit, you must have been pretty happy with the run last week. Very, very happy with the run. Um, You know, I think, if anything, he probably needs further. Uh, However, there's not a lot of 1,600-metre races coming out. So uh, having after spoke to Chris Anderson, we're going to have another shake at the Magic Millions and we're going to aim him for the uh, Magic Million Cup of uh, over 1,400 for a million bucks. It's uh, it's worth a crack. Well, well. And it's finally nice to get one over Alligator Blood. (laughs) (laughs) And and you can often get like a hot tempo there at the Gold Coast, which will suit him nicely, won't it? Certainly. Uh, He needs pace. Yep. Yeah, speaking of alligator blood, that was interesting news during the week, wasn't it? Going to the Waterhouse Come on, Bot- Al. No. What's going on, exactly. Al? Exactly. That's very odd. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the McLaughlin on Sunday, uh, Scott, of course, Cool uh, and Gatter uh, stifles the market. Is anyone backed Cool and Gatter at that price? Oh, look, it's still over eighty percent of the hold for us uh, at a dollar thirty-five. It just—it looks like the hype and the pricing is that you know it is the best two-year-old in the country, and and based on the money, uh, it should win and, and should win easily. However, the only other one that I could possibly see uh, challenging Cool and Gatter would be uh, the Jamie Richards trained Bright Blue Sky. It's also won a listed race in New Zealand. I mean, the Richard Stable is produced the likes of Tiaku Shark and Tommy Berry on board. Uh, look, they jump out six and seven out of the barriers. Look, I think Coolangatta should get it done. However, dollar thirty-five, it's too short for my liking. For value, I might just have a bit of a nibble at uh, Bright Blue Sky. And what sort of price can we get about Swiss Exile, Scott? Swiss Exile at the moment is sitting at $8. It is currently the market mover. Uh, it is the only other horse. The two nibbles uh, outside of Coolangatta are Bright Blue Sky and Swiss Exile. Chris Nelson is ready to load the house up, I think, for sure. <laughs> Sammy's right behind me, too. <laughs> Thanks very much, Scott. Uh, all the best for the weekend. And uh, and you uh, have a Merry Christmas and enjoy. Yeah, you too. Thanks very much. Good you on too. you, Scott. Thank you. Take care. There is Scott Cross, or Cross, Crossy, as uh, Brown Dog <laughs> refers to him as. We're going to take a quick break now, come back on the other side. We're going to talk to the star jockey, Sam Collins. Over 40 live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters Mate and a name that is new to the jockeys ranks in uh, Brisbane is Sam Collett. And Chris, hasn't Sam hit the ground running? I'm telling you, this chick is going to bag 
will take bags of winners in the year ahead. I'm telling you, there's, well, there's I'm, I'm going to make the prediction that there'll be winners coming from everywhere, especially, uh, yeah, over the weekend. She's got a good book of rides. Yeah, once again. And look, Sam had been, uh, as you say, Sam, hitting the ground running, riding uh, plenty of winners at the provincials. But she hadn't ticked the box, Metro box on a Saturday, but did that in a big way uh, last week, uh, bringing up a double. Good morning to you, Sam. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Ah, it's a pleasure. How we find you this morning on this Christmas Eve? What are, what are you doing Christmas yeah. Eve? You're riding at Ipswich? Yeah. Um, well, so I rode at Toowoomba yesterday and then drove down. I ride at the Gold Coast on a Friday morning, so I'm just having a little bit of breakfast after track work and then getting yeah. ready for another Kiwis, day. Kiwis, they're hard workers. They're Kiwis, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did tell us uh, in an earlier interview that you don't mind driving, so uh, you're certainly living up to that promise. Yeah, well, I, I was pretty aware that um, you know, to try and like you say, hit the ground running, I had to put in a fair bit of the spade work. So I'm trying to ride as much track work as I can and across a few different tracks. And it seems to be paying dividends so far. So we've just got to keep it going now. Yeah, exactly, Sam. I mean, you've just been getting such good support since basing yourself here, haven't you? I have, yeah. So I try and do two mornings a week at Eagle Farm. I live um, with Jake Bayless in Brisbane. So um, it's nice and central. And then I do a morning a week at the Sunshine Coast and a morning a week at the Gold Coast too. So at least I'm getting, you know, around and getting to meet a lot of people and, you know, people see you out there working and hopefully give you the opportunity because they see you doing the hard work. So that's my uh, that's my game plan anyway. Well, I don't think anyone would, uh, would deny the fact that you're a very, very hard worker and a very, very good jockey. And we saw that last week. It must have been great to get the, uh, the monkey off the back, so to speak, when Dovetail Diva led all the way. Yeah, it was. Obviously, those um, sort of Metro winners had eluded me um, since I have sort of been here. Um, like I've been getting a good bit of support, but it's just getting on the right horses, and especially more at Eagle Farm, those horses that actually handled and handled that Eagle Farm track. Um, so it was obviously great. I was really confident with Dovetail Diva that she'd finally drawn a nice soft barrier, and she was up to a trip that would suit her. Um, her couple of runs previously had a lot of merit, and I thought that she'd be pretty hard to pick back, and she proved to be that way. And tears of love in the fourth. Uh, you're able to go forward also on that particular horse and hold off, hold off uh, the very genuine Humboldt Current, who uh, is due for a winner. It's been about 25 years since he's won a race, so you were on the right <laughs> one there. Tears of love. That, that was a good ride because tears of love was a real query for mine over 2,200 metres. Yeah, I obviously hadn't ridden the horse before. I'd gone through a lot of his replays just to see, and um, I was keen to lead and and try and you know make a a nice even race of it. He actually got to the front and went to knock off sort of in the first few furlongs that the horse that sat up outside me sort of kept me honest for a little bit, which was sort of enabled me to then get a wee bit of peace mid-race and, and then apply a wee bit of pressure before we turned for home and he just kept grinding away to the line. And he's really fit, the horse, and he was at a nice weight, um, carried a nice light weight too, which I think all of that played into the winning of the race. Now that's the good news from last week. The one that uh, the one that uh, I was very keen on, unfortunately, probably didn't do any, yourself any favours at the start, and then got held up was Tamale. But gee, screamed home late, didn't he? Yeah, I was a, a little bit concerned to be honest with him with the, the inside barrier draw. He's a horse. Um, he's never had a great deal of early speed from what I've seen, and with my experience riding in the start prior, uh, he doesn't really sort of hit the ground with much gusto. He's a real staying horse. Um, a nice staying horse in the making but when he came up with barrier two and I looked at the speed map I thought oh, this could end up being a bit of a disaster and I didn't want to ride him too negatively with the intention of making sure I could get off the rail um, that, that would 
sort of have almost been worse. So I was just sort of praying that I would try and, you know, could try and manoeuvre my way off the fence at sort of 600 because I knew they weren't going to go that fast. And the winners had a really economical run in the trail off the soft speed. And he's gone so, so well. Um, But unfortunately, it was just the way the race panned out Um, and the nature of you know the horse himself he's just not one of these horses that really gets up and travels hard at the 600 so it's a bit hard to be pushing people out of the way um but look, i'm not too sure where he's heading to next um i think they've engaged ben thompson to ride him next up but he's going to be definitely be a horse to follow sam uh tell us about that the, well, how are you handling the transition from from new zealand to uh to queensland uh, this is coming from a couple of uh melburnians that um <laughs> uh, we really enjoy the sun up here, and uh, and we love living here. But what are some couple of things that maybe stick out to you that is uh, different to to living back home? Well, I'm obviously a country girl back at home. I like living like I have a, um, 20 acres at home and a farm, and so I think what I've struggled with the most is sort of adapting to um, living in an apartment and not having that sort of sort of mental downtime away from the races um it's all pretty hectic which is fine uh, i've just adapted as such and found other things to keep myself busy but um he's hectic that jake bayless or is there isn't he he's pretty hectic <laughs> <laughs> he's mad he's a mad man mad as a snake and what about what about yeah. what about food i mean have you missed is there any food that you can't get here that you were uh, was a staple in new zealand Nah, not at all. No? I, I quite enjoy the warmer climate, like eating a lot more fruit and things like that. There's obviously a lot, a better selection of like good tropical fruit and stuff around here, so that suits me. But the, the diet side of things is um, pretty much same, same, I guess. Yeah, well, the fruit's obviously going to be better, you would think, in <laughs> Queensland than in New Zealand. I don't mean that yeah, in a bad way. You're so just good. a bit more tropical. No. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what about, um, I mean, Sammy and I were talking off air before the show, and uh, I always say the things that, and I don't know if they even have these, but you can't get a steamed dim sim in Queensland, yet you can get them everywhere you go in uh, Victoria. Uh, potato cakes are called potato scallops. I don't even know if you have those things in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, like, pota- like scalloped potatoes and stuff like that. Yeah, we've got them here. Well, no, not scalloped like potatoes. <laughs> potato scallops or something. You get them from the fish shop. Oh, like I've the fish no and idea. chip shop? No. Nah. Well, like lost crumbed scallop. No. Nah. No, nah. they have these things nah, and nice. it's like it's like a piece of – is it potato, guys? Is it actually potato? Yeah. And it's battered. I was going to say, I feel like, do you even know what this is? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I, I have to. I hope so. And it's battered, right? So it's battered and it's flat like a like a pancake but not as big. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh and it's with a bit of potato. Yeah, that's it. So that in Victoria so they call them – Yeah, Victoria. <laughs> They're, they're really good for you too. They're so greasy and uh, battery. Gazillion yeah. calories. Oh, yeah. Gazillion you don't, calories. As a jockey, you don't need them. That's for sure. No, that doesn't sound like appealing at all. Stick to the tropical fruit. <laughs> I'll, stick, I'll definitely stick to the tropical fruit, but thanks, though. Oh, it's okay. Thanks I'll for just, letting me the heads yeah, up. Make sure you avoid those at all costs. No problems at all. Now, what about the rides today at the Switch? Uh, what, what, what are your best rides today, Sam? Um, I quite like Beauchamp of Lee's. I thought his run first up had a lot of merit off the back of winning a nice trial at 1,000 metres. It was probably just a touch sharp for him. I think he's the kind of horse that likes to be sort of lead or outside leader. Um, with the rail at 10 metres today, I would assume that it's going to be fairly difficult to make up a torrent of ground, and hopefully he can just jump the lids and put himself in a good spot. Uh, also, um, is it Kim? Oh, I forget the name of her. She's in the second race. Uh, Sheila's horse, Kim, Kim something. You'll be able to bring it up in a minute. But anyway, Kim, she trialled really well. 
that's it, Kamalisha. She trialled really well too. Uh, she's drawn a, probably out a little bit. Um, whatever she does this start, I think she's going to end up, you know, being quite a nice filly. I think she won a race originally and then had a lost it from a positive swab to regimate or something. I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. So I think she'd been running out of her grade and she's now back to a maiden race, um, which looks like it could be um, hopefully a nice soft option for her to actually clear maidens again. And a good book of rides on Boxing Day. A horse I'm really interested to, to see go around. I see you trialled it last time around. Billy's bro, Chris Maher, he's a good trainer, Chris. And, uh, yeah, what do you think of this one? It's had a couple of trials under its belt, and, and it's been good. He's a really, really nice cut of a horse, this. Um, physically, he looks like the, the package deal, but I think mentally he's probably still learning his craft. Uh, it's a strong enough field for him probably to kick off his his first start, and but I wouldn't be surprised to see him hitting the line well. I think he's probably going to be a 1,200-metre horse. Um, whether he gets back a little bit off speed, if he hits the line hard, it'll probably make him, and then he'll be one to watch again for next start once he gets up to a little bit better trip. But in saying that, he's showed any amount of ability too, so it wouldn't surprise me if he you know, took a good, good bit of natural improvement from that second trial and, and did everything really well and um, you know, was able to get the job done too. Well, best of luck for uh, good book of rides today and uh, Boxing Day. Enjoy a, uh, a great Christmas Day, Sam. And uh, thanks for joining us on The, the Punters, mate. Um, yeah, it's uh, all the best for, for the new year and, and the year ahead. Yeah, no worries. And have a Merry Christmas. And, um, yeah, hopefully the, the punting goes well for everyone. Thanks, Sam. And stay away from those potato cakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't sound appealing at all. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya. There is star jockey Sam Collett. Uh, yeah, she's got some some great rides, uh, and uh, over the next couple of days, and and uh, definitely worth following. We're going to take a quick break now. We're in the home straight. We're in the final furlong. We Chris. are. We t- spoke about the final furlong last week, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, we're going to take a break now. Over forty live Saturday evening race meetings a year. Clifford Park Racecourse. This is the Punters Mate on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters Mate. And uh, here we are. We've come to the end of the show. But this is all about finding winners now. And Chris Nelson is going to launch us into a few winners uh, for Doombin on Boxing Day. Sammy, it's a bit hard because I don't know what this weather's going to do. So uh, hopefully it does the right thing and we race on a good track. I don't care if it rains everywhere. But not in that little area around Doombin and the airport, etc. That'll be just fine. All right, we're going to go with race one, number seven, Enabler. Good winner on debut at Toowoomba, then no luck its last couple of starts. Uh, it won't settle near the lead here, but there is a bit of pace, so it can run home over the top of them maybe late. But each way, race one, number seven, Enabler. Race seven, number four, the Herovian. I think he can bounce back. Only three chances in this race. Nick Nova, Ballistic Boy, the Herovian. They are the class runners. Just thought he was a run short first up. So the Herovian, race seven, number four. I'm sticking with Zoo Style in the Falvalon. I don't really know if I should or I shouldn't be, but the map says he'll get that good run again. I love the form of Baller. I love the form of Hard Empire. I'm respecting Bo Rossa. They've all got great chances, but I'll stick with Zoo Style and hopefully he can win himself that wild card into Magic Millions Day. I'm really keen on, uh, and I know you are too, or you, we're both keen to, to see him step out again, is Swiss Exile. Yep. And, and gee, I, you know, I mean, that horse is very short, Cool and Gatter. Um, uh, but Swiss Exile, just what he did there last time around, uh, the first day at the races, 
And that Should... trial on Monday, Sam, Ooh. was terrific. You know, I, I think fantastic. And, uh, yeah, in in the uh, Falvalon quality, I like Bo Rossa. I thought yeah. – uh, A lot of people it, do. I thought it can run well. He's, he's – uh, tell you what, he does a good job with his horses, Will Clarkin, and uh, for them to make the trip – uh, yeah, I, I think uh, they're not coming for a picnic, that's for sure. Do you think, you think he goes forward from that gate? He's got to find some sort of spot, hasn't he? Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. But uh, Todd Panel knows him well. He'll, he'll just be judged on how he breaks, you know, that's for sure. Yeah, it looks like a really good day. Uh, what others have we got there? Oh, no, I don't like anything else. I'm just going to sit on the fence for the rest of them. Uh, probably Roman Aureus, maybe each way in the last at a bit of price as well. But that's it. Merry Christmas to everybody. Thanks for joining us on The Punters, mate. And we'll be back again next week. Merry Christmas, Sammy. Good on you, Chris.